There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, December 8th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Mark Dent, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, we're going to be discussing how a recession might influence the influencers. As the economy falters, influencers may lose clients and connections with their audiences. Mark has got the story on that. But before we get to that, here's what else is going on in business and tech. Let's get crackalacky. Okay, so the first headline I want to focus on today is Microsoft launching a free new communities feature for Microsoft Teams to create and facilitate groups. The company cited examples of how a rec sports team, an event planning committee, a parent-teacher association, or even a small business could use this feature. And it might seem just like a simple new feature in Microsoft Teams, but I think there's some real significance here. In the short term, the move, to me, means that the company will much more closely compete with chat giant Discord, which it actually once considered buying for something like $10 billion. But what this really underlines for me is the company's interest in building out a so-called consumer-facing super app. On Tuesday, the information reported that Microsoft has been really considering building out uh, an app that would combine shopping, messaging, search, news feeds, and more. The company doesn't have nearly the kind of connection with consumers that Google or Apple does. Its corporate business is really its bread and butter. And the company's been in talks to buy, like I said, Discord. It's toyed with buying Pinterest, tried buying TikTok. It's clear they want a consumer social kind of app and It looks like now they may try to start doing something like that themselves. In other news, Apple was in the headlines yesterday. Apple Music's cool new Sing feature will sync lyrics with songs and let users adjust original vocals. Unrelated but related, the company is also being sued by two women whose exes used AirTags reportedly to stalk them. How about that? Moving along, Philadelphia cream cheese, the subject of a shortage Last holiday season announced a new plant-based spread. I have a feeling there probably will not be a demand-driven shortage of this anytime soon, but who knows? You know, I have a, a fun fact about Philadelphia cream cheese. Do you really? As a former resident of Philadelphia and big-time fan of Philadelphia. So Philadelphia cream cheese is not from Philadelphia. It's never been made there at any point in its very long history. Why have we not brought a lawsuit yet? <laughs> yeah, so they they named it Philadelphia cream cheese because like there was like this guy involved in like the dairy business or whatever 
And they thought that marketing it as Philadelphia would be good because Philadelphia at that time in the late 19th century was this really lavish, wealthy city compared to the rest of the country. And so richer cheese, richer people, get that name Philadelphia in there. Very nice. Look at that. Philadelphia. We're bringing a lawsuit, by the way. That deserves a lawsuit. Uh, Also, moving along, anyone can now order an autonomous Uber in Las Vegas as part of a 10-year deal with Motional. For a short time, there will be a safety operator behind the wheel in these cars, though. But starting next year, the plan is not to have any humans behind the wheel. Also, Hertz will pay $168 million to 364 customers wrongfully accused of stealing its rental cars, some of whom were arrested and jailed. And lastly, CNBC reported that earlier this year, now disgraced crypto CEO Sam Bankman-Fried supposedly tried to sign Taylor Swift to a three-year, more than $100 million endorsement deal with his company FTX. The deal fell apart, and I think that has clearly worked out great for Taylor Swift. Okay, Mark, so back in July, I wrote a little bit about how, at that point, there were around 40,000 TikTok accounts with more than a million followers. And that's way more than there are on YouTube and Instagram, despite TikTok being far younger. Obviously, TikTok, it's one platform, but as a platform, it's great at getting people basically famous overnight. And many of these people over the last few years have been keen to capitalize on that and become influencers. And now between all these platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and whatnot, We certainly have more influencers than ever. The question you explored today is, what happens to them in a recession? Yeah, as we're all we're all kind of bracing for a recession. You know, who knows if it's really going to happen, how bad it'll be. But either way, things are getting a little tumultuous. And, you know, that could be the case for influencers, too. Um, They they might feel some effects, um, according to Wired which talks to some influencers as well as some people who really study the space. And first off, though, there hasn't been a ton of of change yet. You still have uh, businesses that are paying people to be influencers. And uh, according to Business Insider, they say that influencing will probably see a little bit less of an effect budget-wise than a lot of other forms of digital marketing, which, as we know, marketing budget for that tends to go out the window during recessions. So, so that's one thing. But uh, there's another factor to influencers, of course. Okay, so what's that other factor? Right. So influencers are showing up on TikTok, Instagram, etc., and sporting off clothes, apparel, uh, accessories, etc. Those are things that people tend to buy less of when they don't have as as much money or as much job security. And so we've already seen over in Europe, there was a British influencer named Lydia Millen who lost some heat in her home uh, because they're going through an energy crisis over there right now. They have been for for quite a while already. That's relatable. Yes. Uh, And then she checked into a Victorian era hotel, you know, where rooms go for at least hundreds of dollars a night while showing off um, an estimated $38,000 worth of designer goods. So less relatable. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, people were, of course, you know, drawing uh, comparisons to like the Marie Antoinette era and and all kinds of things. (laughs) 
Uh, so what what's happening, as Wired found out, is that some influencers have switched their focus from luxury brands to uh, brands that are considered to be more sustainable and ethical mm-hmm. and, and might resonate better with their audiences. But you know, the thing about luxury brands is that uh, their clientele uh, is people who are very rich, right? And those people are not going to be as damaged by the recession as uh, your your average customers and, and things like that. So they may still continue to hire influencers, but they might kind of reduce the pool of influencers who they do hire and mm. just kind of stick with these familiar faces who have developed some amount of trust with uh, with an audience. Yeah, so it's really interesting. The uh, the LA Times, I think this week, came out with a great profile on this TikToker, Daniel Mack. And I don't know if you spend much time on TikTok these days, Mark. Not a ton. I'm trying to get more into it. All right, well, he is pretty big personality there. He has, I think, 13 million followers or something. And he's known as the what do you do for a living guy. What he does is basically just stand on a corner on Rodeo Drive and ask people in fancy cars what they do for a living while they're stopped at a red light. And apparently he's now making around up to $100,000 a month and basically brand deals doing that. But his videos are are, there's a lot of flaunting of Rolexes and cool cars, and just kind of like the definition of conspicuous consumption. Exactly, and and uh, the interesting thing about him though is apparently before his TikTok took off, he was making something like fifty grand a year. So I think it'll be interesting to see how people like that, whose brands rely on wealthy in the luxury space, how that is influenced by a potential recession. And bada bing, bada boom, that is it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Ezra Trupiano, and executive producer is Darren Clark. If you like what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>